You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. How can it be our final Friday deep dive of the regular season already? You know what that means. It's time for some superlatives. We talk about the season's top moments and give out the Golden Clamps Award. Plus, we look ahead to the final two games before the playoffs. I'm Lauren Rosen. And I'm Brian Seltzer. It's time for the Friday Deep Dive. Final Friday of this, a wacky, wild, crazy, unpredictable 2020-2021 regular season. It is only we two this week, Lauren, not we three, unfortunately. There's a Devon-sized hole on my screen and my heart on this deep dive Friday. I was about to say Mailbag Monday. All the days are running together, Seltz. The days, the weeks, the months. It's all been one long existence this year. We really do feel like Devon makes the deep dive on a Friday. It's true. I don't want to say that you and I do shallow dives on Mondays, but I'm not sure if we can truly take it deep in the truest sense without Devon. But we're going to have to try. We're going to do our best for this week. We are. But we will integrate Devon somehow, some way. I told him to leave us a voicemail to contribute to today's show. So we'll get to that in a bit. The theme for our final Friday deep dive of the regular season, of course, will be continuing once the playoffs start. That'll be for next week, is some of our top moments, reflections, impressions, takeaways, quirky and non from the season that has been. Sixers did play on Thursday night, wrapping up a, a road trip that we can just... Keep on moving along from two games to go in the regular season, Lauren. Later on Friday night, beginning a two-game home series with the Orlando Magic. I was really excited for the Heat game on Thursday. I was. I was like, finally, for the first time in a couple weeks, a game that feels like it has some consequence to it. A good opponent on the other side. Didn't go the Sixers' way. They were out of it early. They lost 106-94, and we continue to wait for that one seed. Yeah, I mean, not every night can be your night. Thursday, not the Sixers night. Not sure there's much more to add. 
I was talking to Tom McGinnis in the postgame show, and one thing that we discussed before the game was how Miami is a very physical, tough team. They've got some dudes on their team. They do. They're a little bit older on the timeline, not necessarily as far as team genesis, although I think you can say that as well. But talking about guys like Jimmy, Bam plays really tough. You've got Iguodala, Trevor Ariza. They've got some tough guys on the team. So I was curious to see how that was going to play out, and that was certainly a subplot in the game. We saw the whole incident surrounding Ariza, and then Dwight Howard got involved in a few things, Dwayne Dedmond, and of course Udonis Haslam mixing it up. So anyhow, Tom and I talked about before that uh, talked about that before the game and after the game. But Tom also pointed this out, given that he's been here for almost three decades. He was like, something came to mind tonight, given how this game was going out and that the Sixers weren't really in it. Going back to the 2000-2001 season, when, of course, the 76ers made their run to the finals, Tom remembered at the end of the regular season, it was like literally the final week of the regular season because I checked him on it after he said this, Sixers lost a game in Orlando, went to Miami, had a free night in Miami, played in Miami, got their doors blown off. I think it was like 101 to 77. And then lo and behold, a couple weeks later, 76ers were doing fine in the playoffs, making it all the way to the finals. I think that was just an institutional knowledge, cautionary tale from T-Mac, as in let's not freak out. So was he suggesting that it is in fact good to lose in Miami heading into the playoffs? I think he was just saying that here is a past case where towards the end of the season, a Sixers team went down to Miami had a bad night, and blink your eyes a couple days later, playoffs were underway, they were fine. There you have it. Shout out to T-Mac for that. The guy doesn't forget, and he was spot on. I went back on basketball reference, I checked it out, and there it was. I was impressed. I love it. All right, year-end, do we call them awards? I don't know if everything's going to be an award. It's going to be a... How about superlatives? Superlatives. Yes, I like that. Okay. We will call them superlatives. We'll, we'll begin the show with a normal one. Overall top moment of the 2020-2021 season for you, Lauren Rosen. I will allow, perhaps not to tip my hand too much, that this can include preseason slash offseason developments, acquisitions, things of that nature. I think I want to hear yours first then. Because I, well, I mean, it. I'll go first. I have no problem going first. Because it sounds like if it includes preseason, yours is going to predate mine. So then just like chronologically, this makes sense. I think just because it set the table for everything else, and this is not to diminish anything that anyone else related to the 76ers organization accomplished this year. To me, I really do feel like the biggest key to this season that set everything in motion, that has allowed Joel to thrive and Ben to be better and has given the Sixers so much success was... The acquisitions in tandem, trading for Seth Curry and getting Danny Green. That has brought balance to the force. Ball goes to Danny Green in the corner. Another three by Green is good. The Rockets having trouble locating Danny Green, and Green makes them pay. Here's Seth for three, and it's good. Curry pours it in, and the Sixers lead by 13. All net flying down the right sideline. Seth Curry, four for four with a pair of threes. I think so much of the issues the Sixers had last year was the fit. Didn't work. Wasn't the right fit. Great players, great guys as individuals didn't fit. It is a great fit this year. 
And I agree with what Joe said about two weeks ago. We don't talk about that enough. So I'm not going to say it was all Daryl Morey because I honestly, I don't know if it was all Daryl Morey. Maybe some seeds had been planted. I don't know that. I'm just saying the fact that Seth Curry and Danny Green were brought in huge to setting this starting five in motion. So to me, that's my top moment of the year. I can't argue that mine is necessarily a bigger moment, but my top moment of the year, just considering the season that he has had, had to be Joel Embiid scoring 50 points. And there it is, a career-high 50 points for Joel Hans Embiid. February 19th against a Chicago team that was, of course, weaker, but for anybody to score 50 in this league, let alone a big man to score 50 in this league, a reminder, 50 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, two steals, four blocks, 17 for 26 from the field, only one three, and 15 for 17 from the line. That was a crazy night. You could tell it meant something to Joel. You could tell it meant something to Joel that the fans were not in the building for that. I do think it'll be interesting to look back on one of his best performances of all time, one of his best seasons of all time when we look down the road at Joel's career when he's getting ready to go into the Hall of Fame. And you play those highlights, and they were from a game where there was nobody in the building. It was, it was an interesting night. It was an interesting experience. It was only staff there. And I remember we all were sort of watching him get closer and closer to 50. And then he got 50, but like people didn't really cheer because that's not what you do when you're, when you're part of a staff and you couldn't help but think about how fans would react if they had been there. It was a cool night. It was a very um, bittersweet, I guess, way for him to get 50 points, but certainly the most memorable, um, at least for me this year. So that was my top moment. In some bummer kind of ways, it was very emblematic and symbolic of at least the first half of this season that here it is, one of the crowning individual performances for Joel Embiid, certainly, and also for the 76ers. I mean, you think back and, you know, geez, when was there a game like that where you <laughs> think about 50 points first time since Allen Iverson? And to me, it's so silly because Joel can drop 49, and, I mean, that's a ridiculous output. 50 sounds different. And he got to 50 by going one for two from the line, we remember that in that game. So it wasn't like a dramatic way that he actually reached 50 points. But 50 just sounded nice. You can have a – they don't sell a 49-piece McNugget. They sell a 50-piece McNugget, you know? Yeah, and to hear the way that, that Tobias Harris celebrated Joel and, and the way that he spoke about Joel in the days that followed, talking about the fact that Joel, regardless of, of what Tobias does in the remainder of his career, he's still a young guy. He's still got some good years ahead of him. He knows that Joel's the best player he ever played with, and he looks forward to telling his kids that. I mean, the whole thing was just, like, extremely poetic. There was, like, a bittersweet nature to, to the way that it happened um, and, and certainly memorable for those involved. Okay. I'm going to see if I can do this. I think we have a voicemail contribution from none other than our guy, Devon Givens, for his top moment of the season. So, Lawrence. Sorry I couldn't be there since we couldn't be there together to give our season ending, our regular season ending uh, Friday deep dive pod. I just wanted to jump in and uh, my top moment has to go with the, the MVP of the team and arguably of the league. And that is Joel Embiid. And the one that really stands out, the Chicago Bulls game where he scored a career high over 50. He was tremendous. He was fantastic. He is really got gotten himself into a place where he really understands his 
and who he is. That performance was my favorite. And just seeing Tyrese go against the Denver Nuggets dropping 39 was also one of my favorites. Again, miss you guys. We'll catch up as the playoffs get underway. We'll talk to you next week. Love it. Thank you, Devon. We are three adults. We do have schedules that are not always the easiest to align, hence the reason why we get a voicemail from Devon this week. He'll be back next week. Right, Tyrese Maxey, 39 points, no question. That was so much fun. That was a fun game despite it being in defeat. Yeah, a lot of fun. And another one of those ones without fans. And it was weird to decide how to celebrate stuff like that, especially understanding that the team was going to have a tough time in the second half. There will be a lot of memories from from that first half of the season. And I do think that Joel's 50-piece, Tyrese's nearly 40-piece, um, will certainly stand out and, and endure um, the years in terms of, of stories and moments that people remember as part of this fan base. Good segue by Devon. He doesn't have to be with us, and he can give us a great segue to set up the next superlative biggest breakout. I can go first because I will be brief. I said Tyrese Maxey. It wasn't really hard to choose. Maxey finishes with a flurry, a left-hand jam. Tyrese Maxey. A crowd favored to be sure in his first year. The bench erupts. The crowd jumps up. A standing O for Maxi. Lots of players have, have upped to their game this season. I don't know if anyone outside of Tyrese, maybe a couple other rookies we could talk about, um, has really had a breakout the way that Tyrese has and, and as frequently as he has. He did it, of course, against Denver with that 39 points, but he did it last week. With the 22 points, he stayed ready all season long. He's he's stayed available. He's stayed positive. He's always smiling and just happy to be there and, and taking as much control of the opportunities that he is given as he can. It's been a pleasure to watch Tyrese, and I do think that we can call him our breakout guy for the year. And I think that if he had been, and, and his teammates have said this, if he, if he had played on a perhaps a lesser team, had heavier minutes, maybe he'd be averaging 17, 18, 19 points a game and in discussion for all rookie and all these accolades that he certainly would be worthy of. But really cool to see the way that he's found opportunities to thrive in a team that's competing for a championship with a lot of competition for minutes. I'm going to have to go with the mud man, the 59th pick in the 2020 draft, penultimate Paul. Maxi with the dribble. Tyrese lobs it, and Paul jams it. What a play. Down low right. Outstanding season for B-Ball Paul. Of course, the G League MVP and Rookie of the Year. 22.5 points, 12 boards, 2.5 assists, 2 blocks, almost 2 steals per game. I, for one, Lauren, was not expecting to be feeling the way that I feel about B-Ball Paul this soon. I think there was a lot of reason to see intrigue in him. I think it was a great value pickup for the 76ers at that point in the draft. I did not see awards like that in the G League coming. I thought he could be nice piece for the Blue Coats this year. He'd put up some nice numbers, have some good games, not be someone who dominates. But he went down to the gubble and dominate he did. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to watch Paul. More on him for me later. I have a, a b-ball Paul moment, Paul moment that I'd like to discuss. But yeah, it's been awesome to see him play. Really cool to see him win Rookie of the Year and MVP in the gobble, like you said. Um, he's certainly exceeded expectations, perhaps everybody's but his own, because he came in here with some lofty goals, and, and he's chased after every one of them. Moving on, the Let's Get Down to Business Award. The Let's Get Down to Business Award. Who's carrying the briefcase in? 
in the double-breasted suit? Who's got the hard hat, the lunch pail? Who's getting down to business? Am I going first or are you going first? You can go first. I'll take the next one. Well, to me, it was an easy one. Um, The Let's Get Down to Business Award had to go to Tobias Harris for me. Tobias has it way out on the right side. Curry screens, switch. Reggie Bullock on Tobias. Harris on the back down to the right of the lane. Left-hand dribble, hangs in the paint. It's good. Tobias Harris back-to-back field goals. Timeout, New York. 96-92, the Sixers will lead. I think throughout his career, he's been a machine. He's been so durable, so reliable, so constant for the teams he's played for. But this year, he's done it in a way that he's leveled up his game and and played like an all-star while being durable and reliable and a constant force on the court and off the court. I mean, Tobias Harris brings it no matter what. He brings it early in games. He brings it late in games. He sets goals. He accomplishes them. He's, he's maybe one of the most reliable players in this league and was prior to this season. So now seeing him play the way that he has, close games the way that he has, be as efficient as he's been, to me this was an easy choice, Seltz. I think that that is certainly – I have a different answer, but that does not mean that your answer is by any way incorrect. I think 100%. I think Tobias, his demeanor embodies the let's get down to business vibe 100%. We talked about this. I forget if it was – on Monday on the mailbag or last week with Devon, but how well that this season in particular, Tobias has struck the balance between being a leader and an elite player. And everyone knows he should have been an all-star. Reggie Miller talked about it during the game on TNT on Thursday. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's the bounty tour 2020-2021 for Tobias. He's got his list, taking names, all that good stuff. Um, so no question about it. I think for me, the the get down to business award winner is Joel Embiid. Here's Jackson on a drive block by Embiid. Two great defensive plays by Joe. Cap it off with a minute to go here, and the Sixers will win this game. I think that, uh, listen, we we were able to follow him a little bit before the season started when he was just like doing all types of work. He was playing basketball. He was getting to the gym in Camden, but he was also going to – do conditioning by playing soccer and playing some tennis. And he was just all over the place doing a little bit of everything. He recommitted to his diet and nutrition. Um, He took minimal time off after the bubble ended at the end of August, only uh, a little time. When you have a kid, things change. But that's the other point. He's managing all this and having the season he's having while having a kid in the fold as well making it look much easier than I'm sure it is, and having the type of season that he's having where he's 10th in the league in rebounds per game, he's 4th in scoring as the time that we did this. He's an MVP candidate, should be the MVP. We'll see if he gets it. Certainly first-team all-league opportunity for Joel Embiid. So to me, he got down to business, and this, everyone's always said, well, Joel, he's always said things, but is he going to back it up? I think this year, undisputedly, the guys backed it up. I'm with it. I think there were a lot of good answers to a get down to business award question. I think maybe this 2020-2021 76ers could win it together, especially when you think about all the intangibles this season. The fact that they've been testing in the morning and at night and they haven't been able yeah. to socialize on the road or see their extended families. Or I mean, these guys are used to hosting their families at games and having friends come into town and watch them play and, and do all these things that their hard work 
rewards them for at this point in their career, they haven't been able to do any of that this year. They go on vacation, spend time with your family. Some of them like to crack open a bottle of wine. They've only been able to do it in their house. And I think that that those all those intangibles, all of the sort of surrounding factors in this season, I think every player in the NBA, honestly, deserves consideration for the Get Down to Business Award because it's been all business this season. And it's been cool to see the Sixers thrive, thrive even though the business of it all has, has had a bit of a different equilibrium. No doubt. Totally on board with that. Best shot, favorite shot. Did I say I was going to go first for this one? Is it my turn? I don't know. I wonder if we have the same one. I think I did say I was going to go first. Okay. All right, I'll go first. I will go with, I think for me, it's uh, the first thing that, that stands out is uh, the Utah game at home. Who's got the three? Here's Embiid posting up. He's got Bogdanovich thinking about a three. There it is. Yes! Wow! Joel Embiid tying it up at a buck 18 over Boyan Bogdanovich. Right there with time winding down with about five seconds to go to send the game to overtime. And then the Sixers ultimately win a great game to wrap up the first half of the season. I like it. That was not mine. I also went with the first thing that came to mind, which for me had to be January 27th against the Los Angeles Lakers. Tobias Harris hitting that game winner. Curry has it. Shot clock is off. Down to eight seconds. Now Harris. Harris against Caruso. On the drive. Pull-up jumper. It's good. Tobias Harris sinks it with 2.4 remaining. He's talked for so long about wanting to be a closer and, and hit big shots when it mattered. He had his, he had, there were some, some other options on the court at the time and, and Tobias may or may not have been the first option in that situation. And, and he took control over it, he hit the game winner. His teammates rejoiced. It was another game with no fans in the building and to see the team create their own energy and bring their own vibes. I think we should have known back in January that there was something special going on with this group because of the way that they all embraced Tobias afterwards. Um, it was maybe the most, we know Tobias, not a big celebrator. It was maybe the most demure game winner over the LeBron James Lakers that have, has ever happened over the LeBron James Lakers. I'd have to do some research there, but yeah, that for me was the one because it was symbolically significant in terms of Tobias's development and, and then significant, of course, based on the factors at play in the room that night. The Sixers, we know one of the traits for them this year, they've been a great fourth quarter team. They've found ways to win, still have the highest winning percentage in the league in clutch games. They're second with 25 clutch wins. So a lot of, a lot of great rise to the occasion moments for the 76ers throughout the season with the game on the line. We are working through our list the Golden Clamps honor. To whom shall we bestow <laughs> the Golden Clamps? I wonder if you'd be willing to go first because I have two answers, but if you take one of them, maybe I'll just have one answer. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should have three answers. Do you mind going first? Right, there's at least two answers. There's at least If we're giving two it to answers. a player, of course, there have to be at least two answers. I'm going to go with a play. I'm just going to go with a play here. Okay. You, you can go with a player if you want. Um, my play has to be from the Bulls game, not too far back. The, the block into the steal, Matisse Thibel, Laurie Markkinen. Markkinen blocked by an excellent defender in Matisse Thibel, and Thibel just got the steal. What a oh, play. wow. Yeah. Yeah. If I was going to pick a single play, I think it would have to be that one as well. And then to hear him describe it afterwards, the way he said, okay, so he got, he got the block, and he was out of the play both times, honestly, for the steal and the block. Um, and he said that was just – because Markinen was able to recover after the block from behind, Matisse said that's the worst case scenario. Like he was 
pissed about it. And then he went and he made the steal happen. That that might have to be the single the single play. And then if we want to if we want to go for a second option, um, I would have to go with the the debut, I guess, of the Great Barrier Thieves um, against <laughs> Indiana earlier in the season yes. when they played that two three zone that we actually haven't seen a ton of um, since. But I think could be a little bit of a secret weapon for this team if they need it down the stretch. That zone with Ben and Matisse at the top that just absolutely stifled Indiana. Uh, TJ McConnell, what did he say? He said he was bamboozled or perplexed or something. He said that it really threw them off. Um, and it was a pleasure to watch the team come back down 19, I believe, because of their defense, because their defense made way for their offense. And that's something they've said they've wanted to do all year long. So that was a really cool moment as well. Um, not a surprise, I think, that both both of our favorite clamps moments involved Matisse Thibel. Our pals over at the Sixer Sense put together an article a while back. It pretty much only accounts for the first half of the season of some of Ben Simmons' top defensive performances of the year, which was helpful in, in prepping for this and going back and trying to jog my brain a little bit. But uh, for anyone out there, just go to the com and search for Ben Simmons' performances. But right um, – the uh, the game against R.J. Barrett, second game of the season against the Knicks. That was one I agreed with. Luca, when the Mavericks were in Philly, uh, looking back, that might I might put that right up there as as one of his top ones. It was like, oh, Luca, 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 yeah. And Luca's great, but Ben well, shut him down. And I I do think that that's worth worth discussing. Um, people talk a lot about Luca being sort of the next transcendent player in this league. And, and based on, on what I've seen, I, I have nothing to say that that won't be the case, but because of all the chatter surrounding Luca and, and the um, sort of magic dust that he has sprinkled around him for these Sixers to face those maps for the first time this season and see Ben absolutely just put him to bed uh, was, was pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if that was the start, but the Ben attentory me Sixers Twitter. So. Just know that every time I see one, I, I do chuckle a little bit. Second to last category, superlative. Insignificant, yet still spectacular. I can go. I said I had, I said I had a, a Paul Reed moment coming up for you. Um, on April 30th against Atlanta, the Sixers had been up the whole time. It was a dominant victory, as is the case in, in dominant performances, as is often the case. B-Ball Paul comes in for, for his minutes there at the end. And he had this break that he, he went from coast to coast. I don't know if you can consider it necessarily a Euro step, but it had Euro steppy vibes for the dunk at the, at the finish, and it was just beautiful. Nathan Knight on the move. He sidesteps Max. He goes up, and Reed blocked his shot. And now Paul Reed in transition on the move around Okongwu, and he jammed it. B-ball Paul in a big way. A block at one end, a Euro step, and a slam at the other. And the crowd loves it. As do the Sixers, Paul Reed, a sensational play. Oh, oh my. Joel Embiid rolls around on the floor on the other end in just sheer joy and glee to celebrate B-Ball Paul in that moment. And while it didn't necessarily do anything to impact the outcome of the game, it, it impacted everything else, I would say. So if you say insignificant yet spectacular, I got to go with B-Ball Paul's flush against Atlanta. To give the people some insight some behind the scenes insight about how we go about our jobs we have a couple tools that are hugely helpful in terms of tracking down content we have this one service that allows us to go through game by game or player by player it ingests footage while the game is going on it rates it automatically how there's some algorithm i don't know 
And it then, like, let's say I can look up player X, and then it gives you the top clips they have by rating. Um, there's another similar thing that the NBA provides. And would you not know that the highest rated play for Joel Embiid this season was, in fact, a shot that did not go in? Missed it. Embiid. Oh! Wow! Wow. Seriously! Watch this. First of all, I can't believe he missed it. But then JoJo, clean rebound, one motion. Look at that. That would have been a sports center <laughs> forever. Look at that. Look at that. So my insignificant yet still spectacular was the <laughs> near buzzer beater that Joel Embiid had. Just insane. Absolutely insane. That should have gone in. I mean, for that to not go in and for Kawhi's shot to go in two years ago, there's something weird going on with the magnetic field, or I will just say it, there's something fishy going on there, and I think that it means that the Sixers are due for some sort of payout that goes the opposite way at some point, because lightning really has struck twice in about two years with those two shots um, finishing the way that they did. Just absolutely insane. And listening to some of the different calls and, you know, how people reacted to it, I mean, I think he should have gotten credit for it because of how close it was and how bizarre it was. Like, I think both teams should have been like, you know what? Yep, I guess we gotta, guess we gotta let that one count. It just, it was wild madness. Crazy near finish that wasn't against the Suns. Insignificant yet still spectacular. We're gonna wrap it up with this. It is the Lauren Rosen sub beat. She staked her claim on it at the outset of this season. I think she has an eye for clubs with wholesome vibes or just wholesome vibes in general it is the wholesome crown who takes or what takes the wholesome crown this year should i go first and then we can have a dramatic build up to you at the finish i think you have to go first if it's really my beat i think i get the final word okay i just don't want to take yours i probably won't because i think you're so Uh, if you take mine i'll if you take mine i'll come up with something okay i'm gonna go with a because we can never have enough opportunities for people to dip into the back catalog the energy chain one of my favorite stories from the year that Lauren profiled that came out a couple months back, the energy chain, post-game parties, how that helped in a funky year foster an atmosphere of camaraderie for the 76ers and how Ben Canyon, strength and conditioning coach, helped facilitate this whole program after game workout parties in the locker room. They handed out a like a wrestling chain belt thing around the neck, like Flava Flav loved it. That's my wholesome story. I love that. Um, For those of you that haven't checked it out, make sure you check out Good Vibes Only was the name of the story on Sixers.com. A really special look at what this team was becoming um, all along. Yeah, for those of you, again, who don't know the whole story, they've they've created a club-like environment in the weight room after games. Dwight Howard blasts music, and the guys lift together, and they yell, and they dap each other up, and they have a great time. Um, there's a VIP list. You have to be invited. Joel Embiid has his own little VIP section. It's a whole thing. There's a lot of vibes coming together as one. And it, it all goes back to what we were saying, the weird nature of this season. They have to create their own fun. They have to create their own vibes, their own chances to bond. And, and they've been doing that since since the jump this season. So I love that pick. It was not my pick. I went with more of like a micro 
uh, pick that I believe to be symbolic about. We the need that. That's why you're on the beat. We we expect. We don't expect the mainstream. Take us inside the vibes. The nature of this, I think it speaks volumes about the nature of this team and what could be to come in the years ahead for this team. Because a reminder, the centerpieces of this team all remain very young, but there are some younger than those young. And to me, I might have a little bit of recency bias here, but my heart just just was glowing um, when Tyrese Maxey, I asked him about his defensive improvement because Doc Rivers has been very proud of him on the defensive end in the last couple of weeks. And Tyrese's answer was very short, very simple. He says, oh, it's been easy to improve on defense. I've just been watching Matisse's film. And I think that that was beautiful. And I think it shows a lot about how much these guys trust each other. They admire one another. They can learn things from one another. And we talk a lot about Danny Green and Dwight Howard and Tobias Harris, the way that they are leaders and they've created these wholesome vibes and they're hosting these post-game parties. And Danny is like the master of ceremonies for these wholesome vibes, but it's trickling all the way down. So to see a rookie player and a sophomore player figuring it out together and growing together and, and potentially those are the guys that are going to take the torch one day as, as, as these Sixers continue to grow. I just thought that that was beautiful. And personally, it was one of the ones that got my followers on Twitter the most riled up. So I just had to take a cue from them. Um, if they loved it, I'm willing to give that the, the Wholesome Award. I like that we have a macro and a micro moment yes. for Wholesome Award because um, I think that that helps tell the whole story. Runner-up for me was after Joe did – I think it's his most recent hip thrust after getting the and one on the baseline move on Cat against the Timberwolves. Ben Simmons' reaction, coming over, kind of like slinking over, doing the long strides to help Joel up, and then just laughing. I thought that was nice too. I like Tobias. Sort of like he can't he can't approve, right. but but he approves. Um, in those moments, some of my. Honorable mentions also include Furkan Korkmaz dumping water on Matisse. Yes. Matisse was the player of the game. And, and was he really the player of the game? I, I don't know who decides that because he had a great game. He had five steals, but it might not have even been his best game this season. He just happened to, to go do an interview and Furkan chased him to, to pour water on him. Shout out to Alex Subers. That might be my photo of the season. Um, just the sheer joy on Furkan's face, dousing his teammate in water um, was, was really beautiful to watch. I'm trying to think of any other opportunities. I mean, the way that, that Tobias and Tyrese warm Danny up every game, they they get his shot in order. Tobias actually says he injects the balls with good vibes. That's part of the routine. Um, and Danny calls Tobias the shot doctor. The the options just like, there are so many options. Don't even get me started. Uh, Ray John Tucker having a great dunk in warmups and then doing the Superman mm -hmm. thing with Dwight. That's another huge one. Seth Curry dunking in warmups and everybody's freaking out. That's another good one. There's so, there's just so endless. much. There's just so much. It's endless. One of the endearing, many endearing, but arguably, yes, the most endearing qualities of this year's team. They really seem to like each other. But it's been great. And that is so it important. Is. It is. It's very important. They'll be with each other for another month and a half, two months, hopefully so. Might as well get along and enjoy the ride. And potentially a few years. Not a lot right. of expirings on this group. So they could be stuck together. Might as well like each other. There you have it. Your superlatives, regular, irregular, and in between for the 2020-2021 season up to this point. But then the true season really begins. 
in just a few days. Lauren. That was fun. It was fun. Thank you. Can we do superlatives again after the playoffs? We're going to have to because we only got one superlative from Devon, and we need his keen perspective on many of these matters. Cool. We can update. We can update our, our list. Excellent. All righty. Thank you very much, Lauren. Thank you, Suns. We're going to be back with a mailbag on Monday, and then I don't want to jinx it. I think we're going to have an announcement about what we're doing for the playoffs soon. So be on the lookout for that. We're ramping it up, as they say. I think. I hope. I could just put the egg on my face this time next week, but uh, hopefully not. Someone's going to ramp it up. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it'll just be you and me. Right. And okay. Exactly. That would also be nice. Yes. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.